And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully you guys are having a fantastic week. Uh, great show for you today. I was joined by my friend, Remzo Martinez. Always a great time talking to Remzo. And uh, we covered a lot. We, we covered. It, it was a, quite the journey of, of a podcast today. I, I think you guys will enjoy it. Before I get to Remzo, uh, guys, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at No Gimmicks Pod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe. And if you're on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating and a good review. That really helps us out. It literally takes five seconds. Uh, it definitely uh, take the time to help us out there. And if you like the show and want to get involved, you can support us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the No Gimmicks Podcast. All right, without further ado, the great Remzo Martinez. All right, guys, we're here with my brother, Remzo Martinez. Remzo, how you been, man? I've been doing very well. Can't complain. Uh, I think the weather here in Milwaukee is finally turning into the shit phase, where now I actually really have to start wearing a jacket to go outside. So the four months of like really nice 70-degree weather and no humidity is is gone, and I'm, I'm entering the dark ages, as everyone keeps telling me. So just preparing for that. I'm all about it, dude. That means the time of year where I get to shoot animals for food is uh, approaching. So I'm looking forward to it. There like, you go. I like shooting stuff and eating it. You can't do that in the summer because I'd, yeah. I'd get arrested. Are you, are, are you a summer person or a winter person as a whole? Well, summer, but you can't, you know, winter's when you like shoot deer and stuff. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. But You're an all season type of bro. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm like a flip-flops and shorts all summer guy, like every day, all day, unless like I have to go to an event or something. And then yeah, I, I, I like layers. Like I actually do like wearing a jacket. It's just like a weird comfort thing, but I don't like snow. I've never liked snow. And apparently now I'm about to like not see like bare, bare grass for like eight months now. So it's coming. I'm looking at the window right now and it's just like, ah, it's going to be like a couple of weeks and then it's here looking out my window and there's just a, a lake in my front lawn we got like six inches of rain overnight just a swampy mess i mean i i'm such a shorts and flip-flops enthusiast i wore shorts and flip-flops to church on sunday just straight up t-shirt it's a chill church oh yeah dude yeah no i love my church super is it the church of latter-day chill no it's not that just a normal i go church. to that church <laughs> so uh where to start where to start Man, these I podcasts. started a new hobby. And what's your new hobby? I started taking jujitsu classes. <laughs> Talked a little bit about this off air. And yeah, the story did. you told me, uh, we, we didn't coordinate this. The story you told me about when you started taking jujitsu is still like, you know, blow my mind is like the best testimony of an average person using it to like really kick ass. I got to give you credit for that. Yeah. And it, I, I told you immediately when you said you started learning jujitsu, I was like, dude, that's great because it's such a practical way to win fights if you have to without getting yourself hurt or seriously hurting someone else and yeah like i i had my brother start because he's a he's a fighter i had him start teaching me jujitsu like 10 years ago because i'm a professional guitar player and you know i've I've been in a handful of fights you know 
street fights and, and as one does I, I you know fractured my hands and stuff like that and you can't really do that like on tour with a band when it's your job to play guitar every night so i was like man if i get into a bar fight i need to be able to you know beat somebody's ass without breaking my hands so i started learning some jujitsu and then i got in a fight on tour in miami florida like three months later <laughs> and i just i baited the guy into throwing a right hand at me and i just slipped it jumped on his back rear naked choke you know choked him out and i called my brother immediately i was like dude that's so much easier than throwing punches <laughs> like it's such a such a more as an adult as a grown man it's way more practical to uh to tap somebody out or choke somebody out than to try to knock them out that that fills me you knock somebody yeah, that, out you're gonna get sued more oh yeah like, like that that fills me with like so much confidence though oh yeah because if you got that after three months and that's the thing i've been seeing it's like you know my my first class uh you know i i was i was humbled as I told you, because like, you know, I, I spent eight years in the army, like three quarters of a million dollars are, are used to train each soldier that goes in. Yeah, I was submitted by like a 150 pound 14 year old who, who lunged at me like a spider monkey. And he had <laughs> he had me like choking, like he used my own gi, my own uniform to like choke me out. And I was like, this is wrong. But, there's but no, like, I was I was impressed. But with jujitsu, there's no like ego or anything. Like, oh, yeah, because like, everyone gets tapped. Everyone gets, gets tapped, tapped by somebody. Yeah. Oh yeah, like that dude got ended up getting taken out like five minutes later. I saw him get uh, tapped out within thirty seconds of rolling, and it's just one of those things where it's like you know you're you're gonna get better each time. And I mean, for me, it's been like it's been like more than a decade since I've ever taken a hit in like a sparring environment. And what I love about it is like even though you feel like shit afterwards, it's like this is a weird type of like conditioning that you can't get elsewhere. Oh yeah, man, you get tired in ways that don't even make sense. <laughs> I, I have felt I have felt like cramps and spasms in parts of my body that I never knew I could feel that in. Like after my first class, like my right ass cheek was like flubber. It was just like oh, yeah. moving by itself. Because you're just you're like, like yeah. using every muscle group in your body in weird ways that like. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. Like with grappling. I mean, I can play like I'm I have decent cardio. Like I can play basketball for an hour and not get too tired. But, you know, if you grapple for like 10 minutes, you're just dying. Like you're, you're just you're completely yeah. gassed. There's just you feel like there's nothing you can do about it. Well, why'd you choose? Uh, why'd you choose jujitsu? I know we spoke about a little uh, a little bit before the Cause show. Because my, my brother is a grappler and he just started teaching me. I think everyone needs to do jujitsu. I think if everyone did jujitsu, we'd have a much kinder world. Oh yeah, I mean everybody should learn how to. Yeah, like everybody should learn how to fight, and every, at least every man should learn how to fight, and every man should carry a gun. I agree with that. I mean that that just makes the most polite society possible if you just know everybody is a registered badass you're not gonna behave like people behave on twitter anymore you, you know that <laughs> once a week somebody is rolling on a mat and that and that person can potentially choke you out yeah yeah it just makes you respect your neighbor man it's a bunch of weak yeah. weak americans man it's just not it's not normal it's like a like it, it's funny. It's it's actually it it's hilarious because how college campuses are right now, like these weird woke lib, ridiculous commie, propaganda centers. But like the game of football was invented by college professors after the Civil War. It was like the 1870s, I think. And it's because the Civil War was over, all the Indian Wars were won. There weren't any, and like America had been at war for a hundred years straight. You know, either with England or, you know, England twice and then the uh, Native Americans and then, uh, you know, north and south. And these college professors were like, 
man, all these dudes are a bunch of pussies. <laughs> we need to come up with a game that simulates war to toughen them up. So they invented football on, on college campuses to toughen up American men. I never that knew crazy? that in a million years. Yeah. That, that makes so much sense now. Now I understand why people take it even more personally whenever the woke mob goes after the NFL because it's like a small part of themselves they're being chipped away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think this is why I, I like watching the UFC so much and even all these boxing ex- exhibitions because, like, did, did you watch Trump uh, moderate the. Um, I- I did uh, not Floyd Mayweather fight. No, I it wasn't Floyd Mayweather. It was somebody else. It was, uh, was it the Tyron Woodley and Jake Paul or no, it was the one after that. I think, it, I think oh, Mayweather may have been. It. Oh no, it was like Anderson Silva fought a 55 year old Tito Ortiz. And then Vitor Belfort knocked out a 75 year old event. Oh, Holyfield. No, oh, that, I, that was it. That was I, it. So you had Don jr. You had president Trump and then you had like Jorge Masvidal moderating that fight and I'm watching this. I'm like, this is beautiful, dude. As an adult, I can't do it. I can't do that. I cannot watch that. I can't, I can, I can watch it. I can I just can't. never do that. I've taken so many concussions, dude. I just have, I'm not interested in watching Evander Holyfield. He's like 59 years old. He knew what he was getting into. He chose that fight. I just don't want to watch that. Like, I, I just, I knew that was on. I could have just streamed it just right there. And I just didn't. <laughs> That's, I aggressively did not want to watch that nonsense. I, I I was I was flying back from Virginia to Milwaukee when the when that flight was going on, and I just remember catching like the last five minutes of Trump saying, "You know, they're all such amazing warriors. <laughs> they gave it their all in there." And I'm just like, "This is this is beautiful." What is that? I'm I'm still waiting for Dana White's like Fight Island, like for Mortal Kombat when COVID Part Two happens, and he's like, "Okay, listen." Season's not over. Everyone get to the island. Nobody leaves the island until we're done. This is going to end with Trump being a referee in the ring. For no, he's going to be like a Shao Kahn equivalent. He's just going to be standing in a throne watching them like fight. <laughs> Do your best. You're wonderful. What a bizarre. Connor, man. Connor, is that you? Connor, what's your ankle? What a what a world, man. What a bizarre time to be to be alive. Oh my goodness! Everybody should learn how to fight. This is the strangest timeline. Yes, I agree. And like we mentioned before, we started recording that I think we we both are in agreement. Like the two, like everybody should learn. Like nobody's gonna, not everybody's gonna like turn out to be this like badass or whatever. I'm certainly not. But like everybody should learn how to box a little bit, and everybody should learn jujitsu a little bit because those are like, I mean, boxing like it's not hard to learn how to throw a punch, but like just. So you know how to like move your head, how to roll with punches, know how to use footwork, you know, just the basics of boxing and then, you know, grappling too. like, it's just a, you know, effect, you know, being able to take somebody down and, and choke them out or break their arm or something without having to risk getting it, it's knocked the out most, yourself. It, it's you know? the most, uh, it, it's the most accessible form of martial arts for everyday people. Oh yeah. I mean, b- both for, for boxing and jujitsu. Like I did, I did Taekwondo for about, seven years when I was a kid and uh, my, my brother went on to be a first degree black belt. We both actually did competitive Taekwondo for a while. Uh, we, we won medals in tournaments in Texas and stuff like that. But I remember the first actual fight I got into uh, Taekwondo goes out the window within like five seconds. Oh yeah. Like you have to hope that you're <laughs> the first person to throw the punch. Oh yeah. And then you have to hope that you have kicked them with so much force that they either quit or at least they're, 
like, you know, catching their breath and you can go in and do whatever. But it goes out the door within five minutes. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Five seconds. Because you need space to execute most techniques in Taekwondo. And like in a street fight, some dude's just in your face. Like you don't have like the space to even throw kicks most of the time. Like it's like dirty boxing. There's a lot of like grabbing each other, you know, and like it's just oof. I mean, you can't go for the head and you can't go for below the knees. Uh, that that type of stuff is completely out. And I mean, like half of Taekwondo is just the blocking itself. But it's like, you know, I've never done, you know, like a like a high block or something like that ever. No. Like the way that you do that. Like, honestly, the only two things that I really take from Taekwondo and I've kind of used it in my life and stuff like that is, um, you know, get getting getting combinations in with kicks, because I do think that kicks are are effective to a degree sometimes, especially for a lot of people that don't anticipate that if you can get some good kicks in with with a good part of your shin. That thing will hurt like a motherfucker that and palm strikes. If you could just palm strike someone in the ear like that's fine. But everything else, it's like that person is going wild because their goal is just to get as many hits on you as possible. And with, you know, with certain martial arts like that and karate, it's like the, the sparring and stuff just is not there. It's not there at all. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. No, I agree. We should probably talk some politics. Yeah. If yeah, you want to distract yeah. me again, please do. Because, man, this podcast has been depressing lately. I, on Monday, me and Ian Hayworth talked about whether or not we should split up the United States into a bunch of separate countries. So that was the Why is nobody topic. talking about taking Greenland? Did we? I, I if the U.S. Close... if the U.S. Gov- if the U.S. government won't do it, I think the people should just go there, like <laughs> the Vikings. We just annex Greenland ourselves. It's like yeah. everyone takes a whole bunch of like their yachts and fishing boats out to Greenland, and it's like this is ours now. I'm down. Yee yee, I'd do that. I just have a little twelve foot John boat, but I'm in. It's like it's like a new world conquest. So Johnson and Johnson says that you need a booster shot every two months. I mean, this is a. Uh, Obviously, it's so obviously a cash grab that I don't even know how to begin mocking this. But, man, Remzo, a bunch of Democrats are going to buy into this, aren't they? Like, there's going to be libs, like, getting vaccinated weekly soon, isn't there? I, I saw a meme the other day of this dude. He, he's in, like, a bathroom stall taking a shit, and somebody in the stall next to him, like, climbs over it to tell him he got his third booster shot. <laughs> and the dude is like, get away from me. And, and that's that's what's going to turn into like, I remember like 10 years ago, it was like corporations are not people like screw these big multi-international companies and stuff like that. Now you've got people literally getting like Pfizer and Johnson and Johnson tattoos. The most cringe moment was I saw like this, oh, this, uh, no. this like, you know, kid in like his late teens, early twenties, he got a freaking barcode literally like, like, you know, uh, those little QR code things like oh, no. tattooed on his wrist which oh, has no. his his vaccine passport. And I'm like, you are literally the type of person that saw Minority Report and said, yes, let's do it. Dude, that's so bizarre, man. Oh, look, just a side note, like all joking aside, all vaccines like this do carry a risk of blood clotting. You can't just shoot yourself up with this every two months. <laughs> like, you just can't. You can't do that. There's just, there's no way that that's good for you. Democrats, please don't do this. Don't, don't, just don't. Don't don't be a pathetic sheep for Joe Biden and the pharmaceutical companies. Like come on, like look like I don't know. I kind of want them to keep doing that. My Pfizer stock is doing fine. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I might not like it, fair. but it's like bet on evil. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, evil evil's a money maker. Evil, evil sells. Pays a, evil pays a dividend. <laughs> Gosh. 
I mean, imagine going along with this, man. Booster shots every two months. Like it is. I think with most of this COVID stuff, it really does feel to me like these people in power are just seeing what people will do. They're like, all right, Fauci, go out here and say this and see if Americans will actually do it. Like it has to. Like it became obvious to me that it's a game with the like a year ago with the multiple mask stuff. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. Like there, there's no scientist on the planet that thinks you should wear two masks, like two pieces of cloth. Like it had to have been a joke. It's like, all right, Fauci, say it's like the impractical jokers. It's like, go tell them to wear two masks. He's like, you, you know, you know, to kind of, yeah, I mean, to kind of like, you know, tie it into jujitsu and stuff. That was actually one of the things I looked at when I was looking at schools around here. My two requirements were like, what, what's your COVID policy? And did you stay open during the lockdowns? You're, you're and for my wearing, school, you're not wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I needed, I needed, not. I needed to know that. So I go the school that I signed up for. I won't, I won't say their name, but like, was I was there, the guy he was kind of like giving me his pitch. He was like, listen, man, there are plenty of good schools around here. And, uh, you know, we won't cure all your problems. We don't care about what's really going on in the world, your personal life. But we can promise you this. we got good people and we do jujitsu. And when I finally asked him, it's like, what did you do during the lockdowns? He's like, we stayed open. Nice. Like, you know, if you're worried about, um, you know, about COVID, you probably shouldn't be doing this. Like, this is just a this is just a part of life. So we're going to keep doing our thing. And, uh, you know. Take take whatever measures you want, and I was like, okay, I'm sold. Yeah, I mean that's great. That's that's all the sales pitch that I need, to be honest with you. Here's another uh, piece of news: the Biden administration is uh, making sure that whistleblower Daniel Hale, who uh, leaked information about American drone strikes, uh, goes to prison for a long time. They're pushing for nine years, uh, and then they also announced over the weekend that there'll be no punishment for anybody involved in the drone strike that killed ten civilians, including seven children. So. I mean, Biden is bringing back the Obama playbook pretty hard this week. Man, you know what they say, if a record's broke, why not break it more? I mean, what's a few more uh, dead kids after a couple of I mean, they, they never, kids, they never, know? they never, they never cared about this when the Nobel laureate did it. Like, they're going to care about this. At least it's not orange, man. Yeah. No mean tweets, though. Biden. No mean uh, tweets. The aforementioned Joe Biden was meeting with Boris Johnson, the prime minister of England, in the Oval Office yesterday, and. Uh, Biden's handlers abruptly cut off the British prime minister in mid-sentence and started screaming like banshees at the press to leave the room as Biden sat there confused. So uh, totally normal stuff uh, at the White House yesterday. Your thoughts? Dude, there's something wrong with him. And I know like a lot of people joke about that and stuff like him, but I watched his uh, speech to the U.N. the other day. And that dude is that dude is struggling. It's just it's Alzheimer's, man. So did, did, did you hear that? Did you hear the ice cream theory? Uh-uh. So there's a scientific study that came out of uh, some medical review journal that said for uh, patients suffering from dementia and Alzheimer's, that one cup of ice cream a day can actually go ahead and open up their dopamine receptors to so the part of their brain most affected by dementia and Alzheimer's. And that what they saw was within 20 minutes of eating ice cream, their whole cognitive function shot up like 100 percent. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so there's this so there's this theory that the reason why Biden is always eating ice cream is it's their one like only found way of actually keeping him like cognizant and functioning. So somebody sent that to me with the theory attached to it. And I'm like, you've got like this is like, listen, this is this sounds ridiculous, but I trust the science. So <laughs> there's there's not much I could do to argue with it either. 
I mean, are you expecting me to be a science denier, Remzo? I mean, I've heard. No, that I wouldn't like expect you to be yet. a science denier. No, I, I just don't. I mean, he he still has an over ninety percent approval rating among Democrats. Man, like they're fine with this, with this Alzheimer's-ridden degenerate. I I just don't. I don't get it, man. Like I'm not like neither neither of us are like super you know hyper partisan or whatever. But like I I can't like if if some president I voted for was behaving like this. I mean, there's no there's no way that I would I would approve of that. Like I I just don't, I, I was having I just don't yeah, understand, man. I, I, I was I having yeah, like I was having dinner with a with a friend in Florida who's a very staunch liberal. You know, COVID's killing billions of people a day. And uh, when, when I was talking about Joe Biden briefly, they were just like, yeah, there's just something not right with that man. It's like they all know, but publicly they can't give up the gig. How? I mean, they, how do they keep like, I mean, as the months that's go a, by. That's a loyalty like that. That's a loyalty I wish close friends and family had for me. The yeah. type of like un, unbound yes. loyalty that they have to Joe Biden. Oh, dude. But I mean, the unquestioning loyalty. This is almost weirder than like, you know, Woodrow Wilson is fine. His wife is just relaying messages. And yes, FDR can stand. Why would you think otherwise? But this is 2021. We have the Internet. We have we have television. Like, there's not, I mean, there isn't a man, woman or child on the face of the earth that doesn't know that Joe Biden has Alzheimer's, including Joe yeah. Biden, including every member of the corporate press. Including yeah, this every is this Biden is where we're at. Biden. This is where we're at right now. Do they just hate us that much that it just doesn't well, I, I mean, you, you haven't already seen the, the attacks on Ron DeSantis where they're like, oh, he's even more insane than Trump was. He's more dangerous than Trump. It's like they don't stop. No. It's like the, the next Hitler is already worse than the last person they said was the last Hitler. I mean, they said that George W. Bush, who is, you know, one of the, probably the worst president of my lifetime, in my opinion, they called him Hitler for eight years. And now they're calling him like, you know— one of the last remnants of a bygone republic and, you know, a true statesman. It's like you people have to be freaking kidding me here. Yeah. I do think that Biden is on track to uh, to to pass George Bush as the worst president of our lifetime, though. I do think so. I mean, look at the damage done in, what, eight months, nine months. Yeah, like it, it's been eight months and gas is already going to probably hit four dollars by uh, by Thanksgiving for most of the country. He left several thousand. American citizens and green card holders to die or be raped or held for ransom at the hands of the Taliban. Well, 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 well listen, Jack, this is just how we build back better. I mean, like, I can't—there <laughs> hasn't—I mean, I mean, obviously, just in my lifetime, in terms of evil perpetrated by the United States government, it's, you know, lying us into the Iraq war. But, like, this has to be a close second. Like, willingly, for political gain, just handing thousands of Americans to the Taliban— I mean, that's like I don't know why that's surprising, though. Like the U.S. government has a history of completely just like abandoning people or willing to trade lives. And it's not even stuff from like, you know, 100 years ago. Let's just look at Benghazi. Yeah. They want to pretend still that that shit didn't happen. Yeah, this is worse, though. This is thousands of people. This is kids. Oh, yeah. This is way worse than Benghazi. Yeah. That's but, crazy. you know. I mean, it's crazy that he still has a 43, 44 percent approval rating, man. Like, I, who are these 44 percent? Like it's it's it, it's baffling. I, I want I want the 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 dude in the dress, Connor. I want him to be the new press secretary. I have oh, a feeling yeah. he, I, you, you know, he was he was the dude that he was the TikTok dude that went to uh, the White House and he got to hang around the press pool for a day. 
Oh yeah, I've seen the 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 meme guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, uh, can you take can can yeah can can can, can I put you on hold? <laughs> They're at the airport now. <laughs> it's like I have a feeling that dude might crack under pressure and just be like, listen, the president has dementia. Mark Milley doesn't show up to work. We can't find Afghanistan on a map most days, and I'm not qualified for this job. <laughs> I have a feeling that he might crack and give us some honesty. The, the evil has been so frequent from this administration, I don't even think I've talked. I had to have. Man, I don't know if I have. I don't even know if I've talked about Mark Milley literally committing treason. on the Like, there's been so much other stuff to talk about. I don't even think I've mentioned it on the podcast. I don't, I don't follow Max Boot on Twitter, but I'm pretty sure that Max Boot was saying something like, Mark Milley, is he the military coup d'etat leader we needed during the Trump administration? <laughs> And then a recent, uh, you know, Jonah Goldberg piece, Mark Milley, the greatest man who ever lived or the greatest man who ever lived ever. And then David French, should Mark Milley have just overthrown a democratically elected Republican <laughs> government? Maybe. Here's the conservative case for military yes, coups. Yes, that's a conservative case for military <laughs> fascism. Yeah, I know, man. I, I think those guys, I think David French is in favor of uh, like vaccine passports and stuff, too conservative oh, yeah. case for medical oh yeah him, him and gold him and goldberg were like you know it wouldn't have gotten to this point if you all had just gotten your shots and it's like what is going on man <laughs> dude he um John, those people love the corporate press so much their buddies you know at cnn and stuff like that like he uh i, I saw jonah he replied to something that uh, jake tapper said about how like I forget how many, like 600,000 people have died of COVID, which is horrible. You know, obviously it's horrible, tragic. Worst thing to happen in our lifetime. But uh, he was like, and that's the same amount as the Spanish flu in 1918. And then Jonah's like, oh, prepare yourself for all the, yeah, but the population's different takes. And then my buddy Ian Hayworth from Daily Wire, like, quote tweeted him. He was like, yeah, but, I mean, it's like the population's almost quadrupled since then like that ha that is a factor and then jonah replies he's like yeah way to prove my point buddy or whatever it's like if it just <laughs> saves one life and it's, it's like, like dude what well, like so like jonah so his position is that it doesn't matter that like the statistic the number of deaths are the same but there are, we have a it's like three and a half times the population as we did in 19 like that is that's completely irrelevant how is that that doesn't how is that irrelevant that's oh my goodness <laughs> I mean, these people are so self-righteous and so delusional. Oh my gosh! Like I, the conservative case for I, I don't think. Let's play a game. What over the next month? I'm not even going year. Next month, what will be the most extreme David French, the conservative case for blank? The conservative case for unvaccinated concentration camps. Yeah, man, I can see that quarantine people in camps if they're not vaccinated. Oh yeah, I, I mean that will that will that will totally be it. That's not outside of the realm of possibility with him. No, no, not at all. So the corporate press in the last 24 hours, uh, they spent their time foaming at the mouth because none of them have ever seen a western or seen a horse or anything like that before. Um, I mean, look, man, at least they didn't think the reins on that horse on the southern border was an AR-15. Usually, they just assume everything's an AR-15. Dude, this is like the. The, the updated version of the Bubba Wa of the Bubba Watson oh, yeah. NASCAR debacle where he's like, they left a noose in our garage. It's like, no, that's the drawstring for the garage door. <laughs> it's a draw cord. 
Well, it looked like a noose, but it's not, Bubba. It's not. And then the media is like, Bubba's brave either way. He's a survivor. <laughs> brave it's either like, way? No. Survive what? I, I mean, I guess I, driving I, a race car is pretty dangerous, but... Not not when you're that. one of the wor- not not when you're in the back. <laughs> not when you're in the back. Never never won a race. Never won a race. I mean, neither have I, but uh, I've never tried. Yeah, man. I mean, like the libs, they've never seen a horse. They've never seen a garage door. They've never seen. I mean, dude, I mean, talking about guns, they have no idea what any of these terms mean: assault rifle, etc. I mean, how many? So you're telling me that was not an assault whip. A fully semi-automatic assault whip. My God, I just didn't see a chainsaw. Other than that, it would be really horrifying if it had the chainsaw being that. How did, I think it's up to 15,000 Haitians at this point. How the heck did all these Haitians make it to central Mexico to cross the U.S. border? I mean, like, who's paying for this, by the way? Like, not to get all, like, George Soros, like, conspiracy theory, but it's like, hey, 15,000 Haitians don't have the money to get on a ship and go to central Mexico to cross the U S border. That's a, that's a lot of, that's a lot of coordination. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, like it's just, is there a single journalist in the West that's trying to investigate this? It seems like I I watched, I watched a a few minutes. I watched a few minutes of Fox and I watched uh, about 30 minutes of ABC this week. And literally like all the stories are just avoiding all the stuff I could find online. Like, no one's talking about that. Nobody's talking about what's going on in Australia. Nobody's talking about what's going on in France. I mean, all the stuff that you would think, it's like, this is actually stuff that's important. No, they, it's, it's like they're they're constantly trying to throw a smoke screen on actual stories. Did you see that beast down in uh, uh, Australia who clearly trains? <laughs> Just oh, that, like 10 cops. That, that dude <laughs> totally does jujitsu. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, he look, he's got to be, what, what are they, uh, what's it called? What's their big sport down there? Rugby. He's got to be a ru- he's got to be a rugby player. I mean, I mean just... did you see his footwork? Oh, dude, that he was, was <laughs> that that dude was pivoting like John Wick. Oh yeah, that man. was awesome, dude. He just he bulldozes the one cop, like just bowls him over, turns around, and, like judo throws another guy like into the ninth row. You know, I'm like, man, this is this, this is. I mean, that was just like it. And did you see somebody put the music from Doom behind him? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was so awesome. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, I've always been a anti-cop Republican, but I've really just this last you know year and a half is really you know solidified. It's like you know, it's it's really it's really hard to back the blue when they will shut down your lawfully abiding business and then like beat you up because you don't have a piece of cloth over your face. Oh yeah. Did, did you see the cops in, in, uh, in Reno yesterday went ahead and actually tackled the Republican candidate for Lieutenant yeah. governor. Yeah. Yeah. Because Holy he crap. wasn't wearing a mask. They yeah. literally like tore down a freaking metal detector to like pile drive him into the floor. They knocked him and, out too. Yeah. They, and they and what's crazy is the people that showed up, it was at school board meeting. The people that showed up actually surrounded him and, tried to keep the cops away from him because they're like, no, we're, we're calling EMS and we're calling other cops because like what you, what you guys just did was freaking assault. Yeah. Just assaulted the, he, yeah, he's, he's running, he's a Republican running for Lieutenant governor. They just beat the crap out of him for apparently no reason at all. I mean, yeah, I, I, I was, yeah, like I, I was reading, uh, this, this face, this, uh, Instagram page called overheard Washington, DC for an episode of, of my podcast. And there was one quote where this guy is talking to the Capitol police before that 
uh, protest the other day for the January 6th rioters. And the, he was the, like, give him hell rally. tomorrow. Yeah, like, give, give him hell tomorrow, boys. Thank you for your service. And it's like, you know that's a liberal talking. Oh, yeah. It's so it's so funny how they went from defund the police to back of the blue oh, in, yeah. like, less than, like, a few minutes. I've been extraordinarily consistent throughout my entire adult life. With my yeah, I've always been, like, get a warrant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, imagine being—I mean, look, after—let I me mean, look. Cops arrested a pastor in Kentucky last year— for holding an outdoor church service where everybody was in their own vehicle. They I remember arrested. that. They arrested him for the crime of preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I'm, I'm still part of this gym. I have only been to one time back in Virginia. I signed up before I ended up moving here to Milwaukee, and I have not uh, you know, stopped paying my, my monthly gym membership. And the reason why is because this gym, unlike all the other corporate gyms in the area— this one is owned by this married couple. They started about five months before the, the lockdown started, and they never closed. And they were pressured by the county and by the cops to close down and do all this crazy shit during like the worst phase of the lockdown. So what they basically did was they put an RFID fob on the outside, so members had to you know get a little key fob to fob their way into the building. And then what they did was they blacked out their windows and they took down the sign. Nice. So unless you knew somebody or unless you were already a me- uh, member, they were like, we're not shutting down. Like, this is not happening. So I, right. I've, I've, kept, I've kept paying it because it's like, you know what? Like, I'll keep doing this until I find a reason, like, not to. Like, it's, it's only like 30 bucks a month. But it's like, this is actually supporting some real, like, pandemic heroes right there. Oh, 100%, man. I mean, we, man, it's just looking at Australia. It, and that, I, I talked about this on the show on Monday, too. Like, the, 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 the scariest divide between left and right in this country is that while we are justifiably horrified with what we're seeing in Australia, the left wants that here. And the oh, Australian yeah. government, like, that's the thing. The Australian government has a 65% approval rating. Like, they're fine. Most Australians are fine being slaves to the state. Like I mean, Australia is a giant, like, like, Australia is a giant welfare state. Like, that's the thing. Like, I, I lived in Australia for two years. I really liked it. I'd like to go back, but I could never live there. Because they really don't have a, the same work ethic that I think a lot of other countries do. Don't get me wrong. Like, they don't really focus much on, like, you know, what, what I think is, like, the 9 to 5 grinds that we have here. They're, they're much more like, I need to do what I need to do, like, you know, get food and go to the beach afterwards. But, like, they totally love it. They love their socialized health care. They love their unemployment benefits that you can qualify for just because you want them. I mean, they 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 like their uh, their their shitty education system. I mean, it's it, it's a it's a welfare nanny state, and they and they like it, and they know what it could be else elsewhere, but they they choose it. Like their definition of freedom is not having to take care of themselves. Like that's it. That's why they gave up their guns, man. Yeah, I'm I'm not happy with it. I don't think like I, I always wanted to uh, to go back to Australia to visit friends in Queensland and. Like the one, the one territory I never went to. Well, I, I didn't go to a couple territories. I never went to Victoria, and I never went to the Western territories where they have like the underground communities and stuff like that. They're that really cool. But like now, I don't think I'll ever go back. And uh, New Zealand has just gone like total like 1984. I don't think I'll ever go back to New Zealand. And New Zealand's one of the most beautiful countries I've ever been to. I want to go to New Zealand just to hunt because like every game animal in New Zealand is a is an invasive is a non-native species. And oh like yeah, they, like it's, they, it's crazy. Like all of the deer, all of the like sheep and goat species, and like everything they have are invasive. 
So there's like no closed seasons and no bag limits. Like you can just take a rifle out in the woods and shoot whatever you want. <laughs> it's like being on another planet too. Like yeah. if you went there hunting, dude, I bet you would look around at one point and just be like, am I on earth? Oh yeah. Like that's, I mean, that's why they filmed the Lord of the Rings there. I know. Like I mean, when I went I just, to New Zealand, I, I, I went to all the Lord. Of, yeah. Like I went to all the Lord of the Rings locations when, when I went to New Zealand and that, like, I still think of it now. It's like, I'm on a different planet. Like, this is not the same, like, small little blue ball that I inhabit. This has to be another world or something. It's crazy. Yeah, I want to shoot a big deer in Gondor. That's that's, that's what I want that, to do. That'd be, that, that'd be like, you know, you could die happy after that. Absolutely. On that note, uh, Remzo, we're going to check out your, show, your two shows, which I highly recommend both. And well, uh, we're going to everybody follow you online and all that good stuff. Follow me online at HeyRemso, H-E-Y-R-E-M-S-O. We've got some awesome episodes of On the Run. Comes out every Monday and tomorrow, Thursday. We've got another episode. We've got new episodes of Second Brick Comics up today. And over uh, here at the Badger Institute for our biweekly podcast, Free Exchange, we just released an awesome episode with my friend John Ponder from Hope for Prisoners. It's a program that takes, uh, you know, felons who are about to get released back into society and it basically teaches them how to be you know better citizens how to be self-reliant get them the skills and the training they need to actually go back and reclaim their life after they've paid their debt to society it's an inspiring episode you can go ahead and check it out uh on anchor wherever you're listening to shows like this it's free exchange boom everybody check it out everybody follow remzo he's great that's all i got for today brady leonard i'll be back on monday no gimmicks (laughs) 